Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to Timeless Tales. I'm your host, Dex, and today we're diving into the story of a man who changed the course of history, who rose to power from humble beginnings, and whose name still echoes through the ages. That's right. We're talking about the legendary Napoleon Bonaparte. So who was this enigmatic figure? Napoleon was born on August 15, 1769, in the small island of Corsica, Corsica had recently been conquered by the French, so Napoleon grew up in a bit of a cultural crossroads where Italian and French influence mixed together. Little did anyone know that this Corsican boy would grow up to become one of the most powerful rulers in European history. But first, let's set the stage. The French Revolution was a tumultuous time. Heads were rolling, literally, and the French monarchy was in shambles. As the old order fell apart, a young and ambitious Napoleon saw his chance to rise to power. But how did he do it? Well, it turns out that our man Napoleon had a knack for the art of war. Napoleon joined the French military as an artillery officer at the age of 16, and he quickly proved himself to be a brilliant tactician. The way he did this was through several key battles and innovations in military strategy. Let's dive into a few examples that highlight his tactical genius. The Siege of Toulon, 1793. This was one of Napoleon's first significant military engagements. Toulon, a French port city, was occupied by British and Spanish forces, and Napoleon was given the task of retaking the city. He strategically placed artillery batteries on the surrounding hills, which allowed the French forces to bombard the enemy ships and fortifications. This forced the British and Spanish troops to evacuate, and the city was reclaimed by the French. Napoleon's innovative approach and successful execution of the siege won him recognition and promotion within the military. The Battle of Austerlitz, 1805. Also known as the Battle of the Three Emperors, this is considered one of Napoleon's greatest victories. Faced with a larger combined Austrian and Russian army, Napoleon used deception and maneuverability to his advantage. He feigned weakness by deliberately weakening his right flank, enticing the enemy to attack. When they did, he launched a powerful counterattack and cut off their line of retreat. The result was a crushing victory for the French which led to the dissolution of the Holy Roman Empire. The Italian Campaign, 1796-1797 As a young general, Napoleon was tasked with leading the French Army of Italy against the Austrian and Sardinian forces. He demonstrated his brilliance by swiftly moving his troops through the Alps, catching the enemy off guard. Napoleon won a series of stunning victories, including the battles of Montenot, Lodi, and Rivoli. These victories showcased his ability to divide and conquer enemy forces, exploit their weaknesses, and utilize the element of surprise. The use of the corps system, one of Napoleon's most significant contributions to military strategy, was the implementation of the corps system. 
Instead of a single massive army, he divided his forces into smaller, semi-independent units called corps. Each corps was a self-contained fighting force with infantry, cavalry, and artillery. This allowed for increased flexibility, faster movement, and better coordination on the battlefield. Napoleon could now move his corps around the battlefield, strike where the enemy was weakest, and quickly reinforce any part of his line that needed support. His rapid rise through the ranks was fueled by his military successes, and it wasn't long before he caught the eye of the revolutionary government. To understand the revolutionary government and why they were drawn to Napoleon, we need to dive into the complex and turbulent times of the French Revolution. The French Revolution began in 1789 with the fall of the Bastille and the overthrow of the Bourbon monarchy. The revolution was driven by popular unrest, widespread poverty, and a crippling national debt. It sought to establish a new social and political order based on the principles of liberty, equality, and fraternity. Now, the revolutionary government went through several phases, with each new governing body struggling to maintain control and address the nation's many challenges. Here's a brief overview of the key players. The National Constituent Assembly, 1789 to 1791. This first government body was formed to draft a new constitution for France, which led to the establishment of a constitutional monarchy. However, it struggled to address the financial crisis and food shortages, leading to public disillusionment. The Legislative Assembly, 1791 to 1792. This new governing body replaced the National Constituent Assembly, but it too faced internal divisions, war with European powers, and a growing radical movement that sought a republic rather than a constitutional monarchy. The National Convention, 1792 to 1795. The National Convention abolished the monarchy and established the First French Republic. This period saw the radical reign of terror led by the Jacobins and Maximilien Robespierre, who executed thousands of perceived enemies of the revolution, including King Louis XVI and Queen Marie Antoinette. However, the reign of terror eventually led to a backlash and the more moderate Thermidorian reaction brought an end to the radical phase of the revolution. The Directory, 1795 to 1799. This was a five-member executive body that ruled France during the final years of the revolution. The Directory was plagued by corruption, political instability, and military setbacks. It was during this time that Napoleon gained prominence as a successful military commander. So, why was the revolutionary government drawn to Napoleon? There are several reasons. Military success. Napoleon's impressive military victories, particularly during the Italian campaign, demonstrated his ability to defend the French Republic and its revolutionary ideals against foreign powers. His success boosted French morale and helped legitimize the revolutionary government. Political acumen. Napoleon was not only a skilled military commander, but also a shrewd political operator. He understood the power dynamics at play within the revolutionary government and was able to navigate them to his advantage. Stability and order. The revolutionary government was struggling with internal divisions, external threats, and social unrest. 
Napoleon's reputation as a strong leader offered a sense of stability and order that was desperately needed. Ambition and charisma. Napoleon had a powerful and magnetic personality. He had a knack for inspiring loyalty and devotion in his troops and the public alike. This charisma, combined with his ambition, made him an appealing figure to a government looking for strong leadership. In summary, the revolutionary government saw in Napoleon a strong, charismatic leader who could bring stability, defend the revolution, and ultimately help consolidate their power. His military and political skills, as well as his undeniable charisma, made him the perfect candidate to take the reins of a nation in turmoil. In 1799, Napoleon staged a coup d'etat, overthrowing the French government and installing himself as first consul. The coup, which was known as the Coup of 18 Brumaire, saw the revolutionary government effectively dissolved and replaced by a new regime called the Consulate. Let's look at the key events and changes that took place after the coup. End of the Directory, the coup orchestrated by Napoleon, with the help of key political figures like Emmanuel Joseph Sieyès and Charles Maurice de Talleyrand, led to the fall of the Directory, the five-member executive body that had governed France since 1795. The Directory had become increasingly unpopular due to its corruption, inefficiency, and inability to address France's ongoing challenges. Establishment of the Consulate Following the coup, the consulate was established as the new government of France. The consulate consisted of three consuls, Napoleon Bonaparte as the first consul, Jean-Jacques Cambacere as the second consul, and Charles-Francois Lebrun as the third consul. While the consulate was technically a collective leadership, Napoleon quickly emerged as the dominant figure, consolidating power and effectively ruling France as a dictator. Constitutional changes. The consulate introduced a new constitution known as the Constitution of the Year the Eighth, which was adopted in December 1799. This constitution centralized power in the hands of the three consuls and established a system of checks and balances between various branches of government. However, the constitution granted the first consul, Napoleon, significant authority including the power to appoint and dismiss ministers, initiate legislation, and command the armed forces. Reforms and Stability Under the consulate, France saw a period of relative stability and order after the tumultuous years of the revolution. Napoleon implemented a series of reforms aimed at addressing the political, economic, and social challenges that had plagued the country. These reforms included the establishment of the Napoleonic Code, a comprehensive legal system that replaced the patchwork of laws that had existed before the Revolution and the creation of the Bank of France, which helped stabilize the nation's finances. Road to Empire As Napoleon solidified his power, his ambitions grew. In 1804, he declared himself Emperor of the French, effectively ending the consulate and ushering in the First French Empire. This marked the end of the revolutionary era and the beginning of a new phase in French history, characterized by Napoleon's military conquests and eventual downfall. In summary, after Napoleon's coup, the revolutionary government was replaced by the consulate, 
which brought stability and significant reforms to France. However, the period also saw the rise of Napoleon as a dictator, ultimately leading to the establishment of the First French Empire. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Timeless Tales. Let's quickly recap what we've explored about the incredible life of Napoleon Bonaparte and the French Revolution. Napoleon's early life. Born in Corsica in 1769, Napoleon grew up in a unique cultural environment that shaped his character and ambitions. The French Revolution. This tumultuous period saw the overthrow of the Bourbon monarchy and the establishment of a series of revolutionary governments, each struggling to address the nation's challenges. Napoleon's Rise As a brilliant military tactician, Napoleon rose through the ranks, catching the eye of the revolutionary government, which was drawn to his military success, political acumen, and charisma. The Coup of 18 Brumaire Napoleon staged a coup in 1799, overthrowing the Directory and establishing the Consulate, with himself as First Consul. The Consulate. After the coup, the revolutionary government was replaced by the Consulate, which brought stability and reforms to France, but also marked the rise of Napoleon as a dictator. Join us next time on Timeless Tales as we continue to explore the life and times of Napoleon Bonaparte, delving into his legendary military campaigns and the rise and fall of his empire. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, and if you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review. I'm Dex, your host, and until next time, keep exploring those timeless tales.